I can't believe I had a public pool. Why didn't someone just pee directly on me? Welcome, Welcome to Whelmed, a podcast for Xennials. Hi. How you doing? I'm nervous. Why? Because I might have my interview after this. Oh, I assumed it was earlier. No, it's it's like right after this. Well, you look very nice. I did my, I'm wearing pants. <laughs> it was actually really funny. Like they like emphatically stated in like two different places and like, the emails for the thing that we want you to dress business casual or business professional, whatever business professional means. Uh, I mean, I, I'm like, a tie, I think. Really? Like, come on. Like, it's LA and I'm quarantined at home. Like, <laughs> but like, at the same time, I also understand it's, an, it's a, the, the kind of company it is, there's client facing. That that does, but like as I was thinking about getting dressed, and I was like, "Oh, what if they ask me to stand up to prove that like I'm fully business casual? I should put on pants." I can't fathom that they would do that, but I know. But I my mean, crazy I guess brain. better safe than sorry, right? Mm-hmm. I have. You don't want to end up having to stand up without pants on. I don't know if you can see. I have little flamingos. Oh, cute. Yes, they are my spirit animal. Did you know that flamingos are only pink because of what they eat? Mm. I did, actually. I watch a lot of nature documentaries. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Do, mm -hmm. do you know what a group of flamingos is called? Oh, um, hmm, no. It's called a flamboyance. <gasps> no. Yeah, that's real. Oh my God, that is the most amazing thing <laughs> I have heard since quarantine. Birds have all the best ones because a group of crows is called a murder of crows. Right? Yeah. Um, what, and it's a gaggle of geese, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, why, why are there so many different names for a group of birds? I think some scientists got really high. Like, the bird, the bird guys are just weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the rest of them were like, no, it's just a pack. Like, all the mammal people are very boring, but the bird guys are just high all the time, I think. Um, I'm slightly changing the subject, but it has to do with during the time of corona. Ah. Um, I'm going to play this voicemail for you. I, I, I'm going to try and play it next to the microphone so that everyone can hear it. It is the creepiest. Okay. It, was, it was from a number I do not know. So I did not answer it, um, but hopefully. Time to stay home. Stay safe and stay home. Did you hear that? I did. That's all it says is just stay safe and stay home. But it's this automated voice. Time to stay home. Stay safe oh, and stay time. home. That is, uh, that's real creepy. Right? Is it like what 
what's the thought process behind that? Like, who was like, I know people are not listening to every time we say it on fucking television and every time, right. like, people are just, you know, so, but if we leave them a creepy voicemail, <laughs> they'll totally change their behavior. Well, I, mm, I now think that there's, a, like, some kind of cyber killer out for me instead. <laughs> sure, it does seem like the beginning of, like, a Criminal Minds episode, maybe? Right? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, also, like, not crank calls, but spam, spam calls. Um, I, I got a phone call from Denmark this morning. Oh. And, did you they know, want your social security number? They did. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my ex lives there, so I answered it because, you know, it'd be weird, but... I have an ex that lives in Denmark. Sure. So, like, for a minute, you thought he was calling you? I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit of a gut check, huh? Um, the list we're going to get to was actually, like, a couple of gut checks. And maybe I'll save this part conversation for later. Um, I don't know why you would. It just it made me want to reach out to exes. You know, I was just thinking like we we are so we're so very cool that with all of our international exes. <laughs> right? Oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. We're very cool people to have exes in other countries. <sighs> we do. <laughs> I just flipped my hair for those who are not watching and just listening. Yeah. Which Nobody, is everyone. Nobody's watching, honey. It's a podcast. <laughs> um are you are you friends with your exes? Almost all of them. Almost all yeah, of them. Yeah, me too. And almost all of them, and the ones that, like, I may not have kept in better touch with have, like, coincidentally found me over time, except for one, that the, 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 the identical twin one. Yeah. I found him, but... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we're all, we're still friends. I still, for the most part, let me think. I have not had extended conversations with all of them, like, since we broke up, but, um. But, like, we, it, you it, keep it, in touch. It's, it, it's more than just someone I also happen to be Facebook friends with. Like, there are some text or, you know, DM conversations. Oh, yeah, so, like, pals. Yeah, like, um. My ex, Eddie, and I, we still, um, you know, talk about Alanis. We share a love for Alanis and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a little like, oh, I heard this Alanis song, so I thought of you. And That's sweet. Yeah. Actually, and my first ex is one of my closest friends. Oh, oh. right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Give me a moment. <laughs> I was. I'm trying I, to avoid I was, saying I names. Was, no, no, no. And, and you're right to do that. I'm sorry. I went all the way back to the girl. Oh. Yeah. Who technically is your first ex? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, she is not my first ex. She is the first girl I made out with. She was not your. She was not your girlfriend. No, my first girlfriend. I guess I'm not supposed to say names. No, <laughs> um, you are not. Was this girl? Was a girl also? Um. In sixth grade, sixth grade. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not talking about those kinds of boyfriends. And there was some hand like, holding and. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking line. about like middle school shit. That's not a real relation. That's not a real My girlfriend. My first or girlfriend, though, um, I met because like I was friendly with her brother who was in my grade. I was in eighth grade. She was in seventh grade. And Cradle robber. I know, right? And I was living in Seattle at the time, and that's. Uh, in Seattle, it's actually very normal for schools to organize weekend ski trips because you're about 45 minutes from like... That is bougie as shit. Please continue. Um, but it's not, though, because like where I lived in Seattle was actually a very working class town and everyone goes. Like, it's very cheap. Fascinating. It's, it's very much South, part of the normal culture. Right? You can understand that like in the South, only rich people go skiing because it's very far away and expensive. Um, it's 40, it's a 45 minute drive and it's $25 for the day. Um, and, and the school organizes this, like they help you get discounts on rentals for the season. And like, you get these packages where like for six weeks in a row, you meet up with all your friends at the school and you get on a bus and you go skiing for the day. Um, and there's like optional lessons stuff too. But, uh, no, that's, uh, I met this girl on the bus um, to the, to the, to the ski trips. And um, uh, yeah. And the first time I made out with a girl with a girl was on the back trails of a ski slope. Well, that is not um, a story that a Southerner would tell. <laughs> I've never made out with anybody on a ski slope. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, like, you, I've made out in snowy places, like when it's been snowing. Not even like, in I've your mind's in snowy eye. Places, but like, I have never been skiing. I've never been any kind of, I've never been anywhere near a ski type It's place. coincidentally the only sport that I'm actually decent at. I thought you were good at tennis. No. Oh, you just like I just tennis? like tennis. Oh, I thought you were good at tennis. No. I'm not good at any sports at all, so don't feel bad about it. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, some people have those kinds of talents. Some people have other kinds of talents, like being badass podcasters. Is that us? Are you talking about us? <laughs> oh, yes, dummy. I'm talking about us. <laughs> You're proving me wrong. Um, so speaking of my laughing, um, I don't know if you remember, like I have this lightheadedness issue sometimes when I laugh. I do. I spoke with the doctor about it and apparently, um, it's a nerve reaction. I forget, like it's the Verta Vega nerve or something like that, that activates when I laugh. <laughs> is this a problem that only you have? <laughs> I wish. She says like other people have it when they cough. I, but like I'm on the phone with the doctor and she's like, yeah, so now the next time you go to a comedy club, cross your legs and squeeze your legs together when you laugh. I was like, uh, what? I, <laughs> Seriously? That's going to prevent me from fainting when I laugh? <laughs> Huh. What a weird, what a weird fucking problem to have, dude. I know. I asked, <laughs> I, 
I literally asked her, I was like, does this make me a superhero? Are there any like superhero things that come with this? Uh, you're like almost fainting guy? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, it's a shitty superpower. Oh my God, is that my superhero name? Almost fainting guy? It is now. <laughs> What's going on with you? Well, uh, the the teachers are back this oh. week. So. Also superheroes. Also yeah. superheroes. Aww, thanks. Um, you know, I I think we might all be crazy people too. Um, well, yeah, you do a job that should get paid six figures, and you're doing it for like three pennies. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so there's a lot of um. You know, there's just, right now there's a lot of sitting around. There's a lot of like, all right, thanks everybody. We're just waiting on everybody to get on the Zoom call. Like we're just waiting for everybody to log in. So if you guys can just be patient with us and can you see my screen? I'm gonna do a screen share. Can you see that? And for some reason, like half the people can see it and half the people can't see it. And I need everybody to mute their microphones. Can everybody please mute their microphones? Because like they're people who are in the building together. And so it's like, it's like feedbacking. Oh. So, like all of a sudden somebody's trying to talk and it's like screeching. <laughs> so it's a good thing that we're dealing with all these technology issues first. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to some of the other teachers and they're like, you know, they're worried about stuff. And I was just like, guys, there's no teaching the first week. Like it's just going to be technology problems. The, the whole system is going to crash when everybody signs on. Like, it's it, it's just kids are not going to be able to sign on their mom's going to have left for work they didn't get up on time like they can't find their password they can't like this is i mean it's just it's it's going to be a learning curve um the dog ate my password yeah <laughs> you know and and especially for like the little kids who you know a lot of times are going to need help signing on um you know so you got to hope that there's somebody there's somebody at home who can do that and then you know at least to begin with, like they're gonna they're gonna kick themselves off over and over and over right. again, right? They're gonna push the wrong button. Um, but there's a lot of really cool, like technology that's happening, and a lot of you know, like a lot of places are figuring out how to put their stuff online. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, we're gonna. I mean, it'll be all right. It's just gonna it's just gonna be some adjustment. I feel like, in a way, this might be pushing schools who may not be moving into the technological realm quickly pushing them to do so yeah and I move more true. stuff online that might stay online even after in-person classes resume yeah i think that's probably true um also in la they're doing something interesting where they're starting to look at providing supervision for kids who have parents that are essential workers that yeah. aren't able to stay at home with their kids yeah, they're doing some of that here too. So like there are like the YMCA has partnered mm, with mm -hmm. our our district here That's and great. they're offering they're offering childcare for essential workers. So like the kids have somewhere to go during the day, they don't have to stay at home by themselves. Um Yeah, I mean it's it's a super bizarre it's a super bizarre situation. I mean obviously, as as we've all heard this word 90 billion fucking times, it's unprecedented. <laughs> like we know <laughs> I'm personally really glad that our superintendent has decided that we are all virtual because there are schools around us that are opening and like they're already, I mean, they've been open for a week and they're already quarantining, like cases are already happening. 
it is, it's just super, super hard to put that many, many people in a small building and they're yeah. all small buildings. Like it's all small. Everybody's got a small classroom. Everybody's got too many kids in their class. Yeah. <clears throat> and especially when you're talking about little kids, trying to get them to keep their hands to themselves and washed appropriately and masks on correctly. And, you know, everybody's trying, but I'm really glad that we're virtual because I just, I just personally think it's a lot safer. Like I know there was no good, there was no good option here, right? Like we just all want it to be over. Yeah. Um, I, I've been following a little bit of the legal battle going on in Florida between the teachers union and the state and they, and the teachers union has won the first battle. And, you know, it doesn't shock me. One of the things the judge said was like, even in these classrooms, the students can't be less than four feet apart from each other, let alone six. Like yeah. there was already an overcrowding problem. Yeah. So like these these governors that are fighting it, it's like you're 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 actually <laughs> inadvertently highlighting problems in education by fighting this. Yeah. Um, which hopefully you know get solved but but speaking of governments what's going on in tennessee um i recently saw i don't know if you heard this your governor signed a bill recently to make it a felony to protest so that if you get arrested for protesting it's a felony you can no longer vote yeah welcome to fucking backwards ass the south that must be really hard just with like between, you know, Memphis, which is probably a mix of, like, Democrats and Republicans? Oh, no, Memphis is hardcore blue. Is it? Okay. Um, yeah. But, like, that must be really difficult to, like, manage a city that's so blue yeah, with a state also, that's so red. Let's remember, let's remember that the system, the system operates that way for everybody, right? So, like, in Memphis, we have already had an ACLU case against the police department, which uh -huh. was surveilling activists, like including oh. a friend of mine. Like, yeah, people what? like they they put cameras up outside people's houses <gasps> and like we're tracking them and that's like, illegal, right? Their, if like they don't have their, a warrant or something. Well, that was the whole ACLU case. Yes, so like a legal search and seizure, right? Yes, like there was a there was a whole court battle over it, but they're they're still fucking doing it. Like this is, I mean that that's how it goes. Like the the government has a vested interest in silencing activists and protests. This and government, and frankly, most governments, because they don't want anybody to fight the status quo. And isn't that sort of the irony of I, I haven't been watching the RNC this week, but I'm I'm you know, catching some highlights. And I feel like the irony of everything they are saying that will happen if a Democrat gets back into the White House is already happening under the Trump White House. All, all the future dystopian society they're talking about, like, oh, you're going to be silenced or there's going to be anarchy. We're all witnessing that right now. Yes, but... You know, not not rich suburban white people aren't. That's fair. It's just the rest of us. So, yeah, like that's. I mean, that's what they're. That's what they're. they're I mean, they're they're. 
fear-mongering platform is like, the brown people are coming for you, suburbanites. And I mean, it's that strategy has worked before. It worked for Nixon. Um, speaking of rich white suburbanites, did I tell you my father junk dialed me? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we got a phone call from him. Hi, Dad. Shakira's really hot. Bye, Dad. <laughs> right? <laughs> ah, that's enough serious talk. Let's do some fluff. I think it's time for a list. What? A list? So, list time, Megan. What's up? What's our list this week? We are talking about music. We are talking about songs that take you back. So there's back certain, to a time and place, right? Yes. Like, so there are certain songs like that just make you feel that like have such nostalgia for you that you end up feeling the way like you end up feeling that age or you feel the feelings of that time. Like they really, yeah. they really get in there and dig in. I, I, I would just like to say for um, our 25 and a half viewers out there um, that when Megan first proposed this list to me, I misread the text and I thought she said songs that you regret instead of songs that make you regress. Um, so I actually had started a list before I got clarification. <laughs> Mambo number five might have been on that list. I mean, listen, everybody regrets that song. <laughs> um, go first, Megan. What is the first song on your list? By the way, in, in, for me, mine are in no particular order. Like, the order of mine do not signify meaning. Like, one means more than another throwing that out there. Right. I think, I mean, mine are sort of uh, chronological. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. the first one, um, you know, I think this is really interesting because like when you, so there's research that shows that music behaves differently in our brains than other things do, right? So like there's a reason that music does this to you, right? Like music, when you do brain, when they do brain scans, music lights your brain up like the same way it does when you're in love mm. and the same way it does when you're on drugs. Oh. Yeah. So music like, and drugs, it's, it's really bright. I mean, I think that's how, how club kids happen, yeah. <laughs> um, especially those drugs that make you feel like you're in love. Like oh. all together, right? You get the trifecta. Um, so I thought this was really interesting too, before we continue, just because mine do fit into this category, oh. that they say that the music that is most impactful to you is between the ages of 12 and 22. That like- That makes sense with my that, list. Yeah, music that you love at that, at those, between that, those ages, like embeds in your brain in a different way and will lead to like, more brain activity even later in life like they've done this on studies for people who are like 70 years old oh wow right and so like e the music from that period of your life will always for the rest of your life it will always be the music that like makes your brain light up on the scan more than anything else does. 
So they think that that's why like people, people generally, very broadly speaking, don't tend to like as much new stuff as they get older. Mm-hmm. Is because that like, it's, I mean, it partially it's just that you like your musical taste get formed sort of during that time, right? Mm-hmm. But then also because you have the emotional reaction to it that like later stuff just isn't kind of going to give you that vibe. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting because all of my stuff, all of my songs fit into that. Not quite that. Like I do have, I do have one that's after, or maybe sort of two that may, I don't know, like a little bit past 22, right? Like to 28. I, I did, I do have to say I had to curate mine. Like of all the lists we've done, I think the hardest part was curating what five to talk about. Oh God, yeah, because there's and, tons of songs that do this, right? Yeah, and because my natural instincts, and this, and this is why it brought back so many exes, was the like the natural instinct for me was songs or albums even mm-hmm. that remind me of the time I was dating so and so. For instance, the first girl I I made out with. This did not make my list, so I'm not giving anything away yet. But she, it was the first time I was gifted a CD by a significant other. And it was the Liz Fair Whip Smart album. It was Liz Fair's debut studio album. Yeah. Um, a good album. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that I will forever remember this girl because <laughs> or that album will be forever right? like associated. Well, it's always yeah. connected, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, like, I mean, the song that was playing when when you kissed for the first time, right? Like that's right. always going to be in your, yeah. Like that's always yeah. going to be there. Like, you know that, mm-hmm. like if you had a date for prom, like, and you danced at prom, I mean, I had dates for prom, but they weren't like dates. I don't like they really were like people I went prom. with. Yeah. Like, uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, they weren't date dates. Right. Cause I didn't have any of those until way later. I went to boarding school. We weren't really allowed to date. I mean, we did. Well, some did you guys have a did. prom at boarding school? We did. It was weird. Like we got bussed to a hotel and then bussed back. And then everyone gets into limos to go stay at like really cheap ass hotels in New York City. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> underage drink and et cetera, sure. et cetera, et cetera. Good times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so my first song is uh even pre-high school, it is middle school. Ooh, mine too. <laughs> um, and this is a this is a really weird choice. Anybody who knows me is gonna think that they know what I'm about to pick, and they're gonna be wrong, and they're gonna be very surprised by this choice because it is not who you think it is. So uh, it is "Better Man" by Pearl Jam. Watching the clock, it's four o'clock, it's got to stop, tell him, take no more, she practices her speech as he opens the door, she rolls over, pretends to sleep as he looks her over, she lies and says she's another time, can't find a better man. Oh. Right? I know. It's not the Bush album. <laughs> I feel like you prepped me for it to not be the Bush album, but I, I like, yeah. I sure. don't know. I was sort of hoping it was going to be like Spice Girls or something. T- tell, me, t- tell me more about Better Man by Pearl Jam. Um, so 
that song coincided with the first like boy girl party that I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, I and, love how you said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so for whatever reason, like that was the song that I like had it in my head that I was going to dance with the boy that I liked. I was uh-huh. going to dance with him to that song because, you know, you could only get, I mean, like in hindsight, that's a terrible fucking song. It's not romantic at all. Right. Um, but, you know, when you're like 13, you don't know that shit. And it sounds romantic. Like it's pretty. Also, it was the 90s. So like romantic songs weren't actually like a thing. Like yeah. they sounded nice, but they were always depressing. Yeah. Even the big one, though, that Brian Adams song that went with, the Robin Hood soundtrack, that was oh, still God. pretty depressing. Well, and you know, ugh, it's like mm-hmm. ugh, that kind of romantic, which is difficult to swallow. Um, my first song, I believe I was 12 or 13. And um, the it was very, Janet Jackson was coming to town for the Janet World Tour. And it was very popular, like it was all the cool kids were going. So of course, mom, mom. Um, and she took me and it was my first concert experience at the Tacoma Dome in Washington State. With Tacoma, for people who don't know, is um, a little south of Seattle on Puget Sound still. And uh, I went and she opened with the song, If. One of my favorite Jaded songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And just the drama of it. Like, if you've ever been to a Janet Jackson concert, she is the biggest audience tease, like, of anything. Because, like, and this was at the height of, like, part of her popularity was the, this Janet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just, like, they just played a chord. It was just a boom. The crowd goes bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And like, and then there's another boom in a flash of light. Mm-hmm. And then she finally comes out and literally stands there staring at the audience for what feels like like uh, three lifetimes. But like, um. you're basking in the glow of Janet Jackson. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, No, I, that album is so fucking, like that album was everything to yeah. me, in the, like the year that it came out. Yeah, like I, I listened to it endlessly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it will forever remind me of my first concert experience and the beginning of my love affair, which has since sort of ended. We're like, <laughs> how I feel about Janet Jackson, it's like we dated it, but now we're just like sort of acquaintances. Oh my God, that's how I feel about Gavin Rosdale too. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw him a couple years ago. So my friend is like run security at this like fairly small concert venue here, right? And Bush touring. You mean when I I was there and went with you? Oh my God, that was you? (laughs) (laughs) That was you. 
Is it like what, Backstreet, Backstage? No, maybe, I don't remember the name of the place. No, 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 I just, because like, it was this really weird thing. It was so weird, I would, it was like, Yes, he got us into that VIP thingy. Yeah, the VIP thing. But it, but like watching Bush perform, oh. it was like seeing it. It was like, oh, that's somebody I used to know. Yes. It's not. I did not know him. <laughs> well, I did not. Right. But I spent so much time like obsessively watching like videos. And I, don't, I mean, it was before the internet. With I don't know how the hell I got any of that shit. On but. that though, do people, do you like friends of yours who know that you used to be be a huge Gavin Rosdale slash Bush fan. Anytime any news comes out, like text you, like, oh my God, did you see? And you're like, eh. um, not anymore. Okay. No. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think people did for a while. Um, but yeah, not anymore. Although uh, my friend did, te- did send me that, like, when the new album came out, and I was like, oh shit, are they still making stuff? And then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Still love that first one, though. I mean, you know, some of the, the, like, in two and three were good, too. Uh, What is your next one? It is a song from high school. Okay. Um, And I could have picked, again, I could have picked anything by this artist. I could have picked, you know, there were a lot of choices, but I narrowed it down to... Shy by Ani DeFranco. And you'll stop me, won't you? If you've heard this one before, I don't want to surprise you by showing up at your front door. Saying, let's not ask what next, how or why. I'm leaving in the morning, so let's not be shy. That's a cute pick. I love that for you. I love that journey for you. But what does it remind, what, where, where, where does it bring you back to? Um, driving, just endless amounts of driving at night oh. in high school. Like we couldn't go anywhere. And so like, that's what you did. That's right? what you do in the South. Yeah. Like you just drive around. We, d- we did that in the Northeast too. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Cause like, I know, I know kids who grow up in like cities and stuff. Like they don't like when I got to college, um, and people were talking about pre-gaming. Oh. And I was just like, what do you guys talk? Like, we didn't have that here. Oh. Because you have to drive everywhere. And right. so, like, you don't drink and then go drive to go sure. somewhere. Like, you go somewhere and you get smashed. And hopefully you stay there and don't drive anymore. But, um, yeah, so, like, my friend Jenny and I in particular used to, like, she would just come pick me up. And we would, like, drink Diet Cokes and smoke cigarettes and just drive the poplar stretch like mm-hmm. for hours and listen to Ani DeFranco. We had this place in my hometown, which was a suburb, uh, suburban, a, suburb, a suburb of New York. Um, That's how those words go. Yeah, we had this place called The Wall and it was literally a wall. Like that's all it was. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mary, I think Mary Beth had one of those too, or like yeah. the like, gazebo or something. Like yeah, in the town it was, center and it was called the gazebo. Out, like we're gonna go hang yeah. out at the gazebo. Um, yeah, and like, you know, we would, we would drive by the wall and see if anyone we knew was like hanging there and like, sitting on the wall. Yeah, totally. Or like, chill <laughs> near a payphone in case our pagers went off and we needed to call someone. I did not have a pager. I only had one because it was the cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, my next one, I guess I'll go in time order just because you're doing that as well. 
senior year of high school, I spent a lot of time down in the art room drawing and painting. And I might get in trouble for this one. I'm giving it a whole album. Um, the album I, that reminds me of that time because it's what was on repeat, often in my portable CD player. <laughs> um, Your Discman? Yes. Was the Backstreet Boys Millennium album. When I say I want it that way But we are two worlds apart Can't reach to your heart When you say that I want it that way Which featured I want it that uh -huh. way <laughs> Not my favorite of the Backstreet. However, it was their top-selling album of all time. Sure. You know, I'm more of an insane kind of girl. Yes, you are. Although, I didn't really listen to any of that stuff at the time. I didn't really listen to any of that stuff until I met you. Oh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Until the pop culture throw-up room. <laughs> yes, at the Britmobile. <laughs> I forgot we named the car. <laughs> we were so proud of ourselves for naming it the Britmobile because we were Anglophiles who like Britney Spears. <laughs> I didn't remember that it had anything to do with being Anglophiles. Mm -hmm. I just thought that it um, had to do... Do you remember, this is a random aside, but do you remember that I won the Halloween costume competition at the AMC movie theater where I worked for dressing up for Halloween as the official whore of the British Empire. <gasps> I mean, I have those pictures. I don't remember you. <laughs> I don't oh, remember you won a contest. They gave me a prize <laughs> at my job. <laughs> for dressing up like a whore. Yeah, I mean, I basically just looked like a Spice Girl, I think. Yes. Well, a Spice Girl, like, with... With padding. Weren't you wearing like knee pads or something? I feel like, no, no. Maybe oh, not. God, no. I wasn't that trashy. <laughs> At least not then. No, I definitely. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Um, speaking of London, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right where I'm headed next with Scandalous. So, so, so scandalous. So, so, Mm -hmm. um, I there were there were again a number of songs I could have chosen yeah, as uh -huh. well, but that's the one that always reminds me of like dancing in the pubs. Okay, and I've never heard that song. I've never heard that song anywhere else. Like I Sugar think... Babes had a little bit of a thing here, like some you know Robbie never, Williams. Yeah, who knew who he was? So I feel but never happened over here. I feel like it like when I first moved to LA in 2005, like once in a blue moon, I'd hear it at a club, but it, it would have to be a DJ that would know of them. And yeah, like, I, well, I, it's like it wasn't happening here in Memphis. Yeah, 
I, um, coincidentally, a lot of people I know like, liked Brit pop of that time. So they know about Sugar Babe and Mystique and Girls Aloud and yeah, etc. etc. Um, my next one, I'm still in Boston, or it's my first Boston one actually. Um, <sighs> the Space Between by Dave Matthews Band. The space between the tears we cry is the laughter keeps us coming back for more. The space between the wicked lies we tell and hope to keep safe from the pain was. Uh, a song of me and an ex of mine, and also on the album for the only mixtape a boy ever made me. Um, that was our song. Aww. Uh, I've actually only been made a mixtape by someone once, and I've only gotten flowers from a boy once. Well, future boyfriends of Chad, please step it up. Right? Yeah. Maybe not mixtapes, but Flower is welcome. I mean, he can send you a playlist. That's nice. True. Oh, my God, that'd be lovely. That's really easy. <laughs> the modern mixtape? <clears throat> mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I ended up not picking a college. But if I would have, it probably would have been the Moulin Rouge song. Oh, the elephant song? Or the, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All you need is love. A girl has got to eat. All you need is love. She'll end up on the street. All you need is love. Love is just a game. I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. The only way of loving me, baby, is to pay a lovely fee. Just one yeah, yeah, like the duet with the two of them. The, medley, the elephant medley, the yeah. They, the mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That was good, <clears throat> Um, oh, okay, yeah, keep going. I skipped one. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, it's our podcast, and it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Um, so this one is a little, this one is like a weirdly, it's, it starts in London, um, but it actually kind of reminds me more of the period right after that, and just mm-hmm. this, it has this. And it is particularly the opening, like, chords. It's called Somebody Like You, the Keith Urban song. his first album which was very good um and it was the first kind of country i it was the first country anything well that's not true because i listened to the dixie chicks um but other than that like it was really and something about that song just felt like super hopeful and super like and so it just it it, i just had that feeling of like sitting on a train and like listening to it and like feeling like the whole world was possibilities. Interesting. Cause this was like 
towards the end of Bush W, right? Where like, and, and, and oh, a lot of yeah. the no, wars. Oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about anything that was happening in the oh, world. Okay. I just meant like for me personally. Oh, nice. And feeling like, I don't know, just like that I was on my own sure. and I was, you know, like I was a grown up and I was. Oh my God, it was totally one of those movie soundtrack moments yes, where like exactly. they have you like looking out the car window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I have those moments all the time, except I'm driving, so I can't look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the song I skipped brings me back to the summer before college. Um which, you know, I guess was one of, I, I don't remember a lot from when I was younger, but like the things I like, I sort of remember that summer as a whole as being one of like the cool summers. Yeah. Um, and I was in a cool play in where I'm from and then got to spend a lot of time um, in the Catskills in upstate New York where I love to spend summers. Um, and this song, I don't think it was the song of the summer that year, but deep, but it was for you. Yeah, but Breakfast at Tiffany's mm-hmm. by Deep Blue Something. And I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I remember the film. Unless I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. And I said, was our song of that summer. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who has a uh, has a real soft spot for that song. Right? Yeah, due to a boy, of course. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. a boy and a gadzooks. Oh, what's a gadzooks? <laughs> you remember the store in the mall? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. Well, there was a store in the mall called gadzooks. Uh-huh. And back when we were small children, there was a very cute boy there who worked there, and I believe his name was Nick. Oh. And and uh, Bestie Ashley had uh. had quite a thing for, and they had some sort of bonding moment over that song. Aww. So it was. It you was, went to it breakfast was, at Tiffany's with Nick. I I honestly I don't remember but. how this. I don't remember how the story went. Like I think. We were very young, so I think it was one of those interactions where it was just like, oh, I like that song. Yeah, I do right. too. And then it was like, oh, they're in love. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the way you do when you're young. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I guess this brings us to our last picks. It does. It does. Uh, so mine is from, this is after I broke up with my significant ex. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I dated for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it, the summer that followed that, um, I had moved in with my best friend and we were not like, me, we your had other this, best friend. My other best friend. <laughs> yes. We have this really cute, like it was in this apartment complex. It was kind of like a little, I don't know, like we had friends who lived there. There was also a yeah. pool. Like we were hanging out, you know, it was just like summer. We were just like, it was like a out, young twenties, like social kind of building. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, and it was just like this awesome, fun summer of just shenanigans. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, it, it was really, it was really fun and sort of life affirming and um, brought me out of my, and, and one of those people I was hanging out a lot with was Steve, which was, you know, 
really mm -hmm. special too. So, um, but uh, Crazy Beautiful Life by Kesha. get ready to go out to a lot of Kesha. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I love the shit out of some Kesha. Listen, <laughs> she's she's like, you know what's nice about Kesha is she's like the party girl that has now since grown up. So we can still party with her because we know she's a responsible adult now, but we were all that irresponsible kid. Yeah, that's actually really true. It feels a lot <laughs> like that. Like I'm like, oh yeah, we were like trashy party girls together, me and Kesha. And now we're like her new song, it's like my total pump up song. Yeah. It's called Woman. Oh. And it has like the Dap King horns on it, mm -hmm. which I fucking love. But like the main line is like, I'm a motherfucking woman. I do what I want. Right. And so it's like my pump up song of like, yes, that's right. I'm a boss bitch now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's super like fun. It's, it's she's an adult badass. Like yeah. you know, so she's not like you know. She's not brushing her teeth with a bottle of Jack anymore. Yes, correct. Yes. Um, my last song is London, and sort of just brings me back to my clubbing in London, which was most nights. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> not narrowing that down. <laughs> um. Uh. What was what was the name of the little what was the name of the little club? Oh, the, it's not there anymore. Uh, Bromptons. Bromptons. Yeah. Uh, pour one out for Bromptons. Uh huh. Um, but this song was not new at the time. It was uh, Erasure's Oh L'Amour. Um, do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the gist. <laughs> um, and I, I, maybe it's just a source of, like, it's just a song that just kept getting played at gay clubs when I was in London. Because it wasn't new, but it was a song yeah. I heard out most nights. That is such a surprising choice. Yeah. I, went, I cycled through a bunch of songs trying to pick one for London, and, and that was nowhere on my radar. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Megan, what's making you well this week? 
you know, I am having a bit of a 90s love affair uh, with Miss Sandra Bullock. Oh, oh, that I makes know. me so happy. I know. So I just watched Miss Congeniality. Uh, and it's been a really long time since I've seen it. And that movie is so good. You're one in a million. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, it's really, it really is very good. Um, and, and I just watched Practical Magic for the first time recently. Oh, oh you've never um, seen it? I never, I'd never seen it before. No. Super cute. Super cute. Yeah, super cute. It's so a little darker go than a normal do... rom-com. I mean, yeah, but like it really wasn't all that dark though. No. <laughs> like it mostly was just cute and like, yeah. you know, 90s witchy. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, <sighs> and that, you know, I just love Stocker Channing swanning around in the fucking hat, right? <laughs> so I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna go, I don't know. I might watch Hope Floats or. Oh. Right? You know like which there's one some I... of the Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I tried to watch that one the other day where it's like she's while you were sleeping. Oh, sure. Which which now sounds like a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> but like um like she falls in love with some guy who like goes into a coma who because he had an accident. It's Peter Gallagher, right? Yeah, uh-huh. With the eyebrows, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was having trouble getting into it. But that's, that's, old, mean, that's old Sandy. Yeah. She's so cute, though. Like, right? Yeah, she's just adorable. I, uh, I, I actually watched The Proposal the other day. That's the one with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's a good one. God, and Betty White is like a fucking treasure in that movie. You know, if I didn't like Sandra and Betty and Mary Sternberg and Ryan and Sandra, like, and Sandy, because we're on first name basis, um, yeah. I don't think I would have liked it because it's actually not that good of a movie, like, without those people in it. Like, I mean, it's, isn't it's that a movie. so frequently the case, though? Right. It's a movie that's great because of who's in it, not because it's a good movie. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I think actually good movies are pretty hard to come by. Like movies that are just objectively good, especially those kinds of movies. Like, that's fine a great if you're list. writing like Oscar bait. What? I think that's a great list. Movies that would be great no matter who was in it. I don't watch those kind of movies though, man. That's true. Yeah. I don't like that shit. <laughs> No, I like the movies that are good because of the people who are in them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. You are you feeling whelmed this week by anything? Um, I am feeling whelmed about my upcoming trip to Palm Springs for my birthday. Very exciting. We'll hopefully have some fun stories to talk about afterwards. Yeah, I'm um, excited about those stories. You know, I think it's just, you know, I think you you were dealing with the same thing because you had a, a recent trip to Arkansas, also uh-huh. known as Arkansas. Um, yeah. I just need to get away. Like, so I'm not sitting in my apartment feeling guilty for not doing something. Um, hey, hey, Whelmed fans, we'll come up for a, with a cute name for you soon. But um, in the meantime, let us know what songs bring you back uh, on our Facebook or our Insta, which is at Whelmed Podcast. We sure would appreciate if you would like and review us on whatever platform you're listening. It helps us to find new listeners to enjoy our zenial fun here. 
Zennial lifestyles. Um, <laughs> also, let us know if there's any cool lists you want to hear us talk about. We'd love a new list idea. Um, a little programming note. We're going to be off next week. Um, but we will Happy be back. Happy Labor Day. We'll be back on September 11th. <gasps> Which is going to be somebody's birthday. I don't know what you're talking about. We're not talking about this. I am not turning 40. <laughs> and you can be turning whatever age you want to. Just pick one. <laughs> we can still have your birthday party. Uh, I love you, honey. Oh, uh, what would I do without you? You never have to worry about that. Oh, boo. <laughs> Bye. Bye.